Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Serie A fan. The sports packages have been purchased. The beers are in the cooler, and the Scudetto crew are back to hype up the competition. But after the highs of Italy's Euro win, has the departure of the league's biggest stars taken the shine off the season? We answer that question, and preview the clash of the new gaffers on this episode of Scudetto. Hello Serie A fan, and welcome back to another season of Scudetto. Um, for those of you who are new listeners, Scudetto is a weekly podcast covering all of the drama in uh, the top flight Italian league, Serie A. And uh, we are three friends meeting up once a week to have a civilized beer and, and talk about all of this nonsense. Um, so I'll introduce myself first. I'm Oscar. I'm the least qualified pundit on this podcast. My Italian football credentials are basically just doing a podcast about it for a year and picking stuff up, stuff up off these guys. But I'll let them tell you their own credentials. Uh, Kenny, you want to go first? Wow, I, I knew that we were going to do like a little bit of a, an intro for new listeners, but I didn't realize we we're going for the credentials thing all over again. Yes, so uh, I grew up in grew up in Italy uh, as an Atalanta fan, basically, and yeah, been following Italian football for all of my life, really. So I'm not going to say how many years that is, but <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Yeah. It is uh, around about the same length of time that a player had not moved from one uh, red-coloured Roman club to another Roman club. Okay, well, we might get to that a bit later, actually. It's uh, quite topical. Yeah, I should also mention we're now scattered around Europe. Um, so Kenny coming to us from Edinburgh, I believe. You're still in Edinburgh, aren't you? I am still in Edinburgh, yes. Yeah, I'm in Helsinki and uh, Boaz in Tel Aviv. You want to give us a quick... Uh... Quick reminder of who you are and my credentials. I'm a, I am the podcast AC Milan fan, and I'm a, I, I grew up in Italy. I spent most of my childhood there, and I had a season ticket for Milan in in the glory days of the early '90s, as well as towards the turn of the century, which was also a very glorious period. Yeah, and uh, hopefully on the dawn of a new glorious era. To be fair, I also put up with the, having a season ticket between 96 and 98, which is two of the worst years any Serie A team has ever put up. You've done your suffering, done your time. Okay, um, so regular listeners will know, and uh, I've just told new listeners that we do a civilized beers section. So, uh, boys, I hope you've got your beers prepared for the new season. Um, Boaz, you want to go first this time? What have you got? I've got a Pondera West Coast IPA, which is a collaboration between Formbridge and Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and it's very nice. Good news. Um, and how about you, Kenny? Yes, I've got myself a Fine Ales Farm Brewery, is the, obviously the name of the brewery, and it's an Easy Trail Session IPA. Uh, I haven't opened it yet, but I'm just about to do so, and I'll give you an update, I guess, later on. Look forward to hearing. What have you um, got, I'm, Oscar? Well, I've got you both beat this week, I have to say, because uh, this one caught my eye in a Finnish supermarket. From the 
the lovely people at the Punikin Brewing Company, we have a mango watermelon milkshake IPA. I haven't tried it yet. I'm not sure I'm those intrigued. things have ever gone together before, really. No. I've just popped it. It doesn't look that milky. The wrong podcast, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I, I can't really taste any of those things in it, to be honest. But maybe it's. Uh, maybe it sort of grows on you. I'll. Uh, I'll update you later on. Anyway, we should talk about the football because it's been a kind of turning point, a sort of monumental summer for Italian football. Obviously, we uh, covered the Euros victory in detail. Um, seems to be returning to kind of mainstream consciousness across Europe and uh, all of the other t- big teams in the other big leagues seem to have noticed that there's a lot of talent in Serie A and they're poaching all the players. So my question for you guys is, do we think Serie A is going to be a worse league this season as a result? Obviously, there's a lot more awareness about the league, potentially more kind of sponsor interest, but we've seen lots of big names leaving. Obviously, Lukaku to Chelsea, Akimi Domaruma to PSG, uh, Romero's gone to Spurs, DePaul to Atleti, like just on the player side, and obviously Conte is not in the league anymore. What do we think the effect of this is going to be, Kenny? So I'm going to let Kenny answer this first, but I, I wanted to add that um, you said it was a fantastic summer for Italian football, but it's not really the subject matter for this podcast, but it's been a fantastic uh, summer for Italian sports as a whole. Their um, medal hall at the Olympics was an all-time best, and obviously they got the the 100 meters and the 400 meters rally, and I was particularly um, emotional about the high jump gold medal, which I felt was one of the best moments in any Olympics. So I just wanted to interject that uh, overall, it's nice to be an Azzurri fan this summer. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. were also particularly emotional about the Eurovision as well. I remember. But, so. Yeah, uh, I have to say, I was more interested in the Eurovision than the Olympics. It, got, <laughs> it kind of completely passed me by that the Olympics was even on until nearly the end. So not the yeah. right guy for that. But um, yeah, anyway, sorry, Kenny. No, do, do I think that the Italian league is worse. I actually don't. I think that undoubtedly the Italian league's lost some of its biggest stars and that is a that is a big blow. Uh, for me, when I say the biggest stars, I'm talking about Donnarumma and Lukaku, really. Best goalkeeper in the league and the best player in the league last season. That's going to be a blow to any league. But what I think we have going into this season is genuinely it's anyone's title race. I think that um, Milan have slightly have slightly improved on where they were last season. They've got a, a genuine it appears from the preseason friendlies. They've got a genuine backup to Zlatan or potentially partner to, to Zlatan. Um, they appear to have brought in a very capable uh, replacement for for Donnarumma. Um, Inter, while I think Inzaghi will do a good job, and while they have recruited well, as you said, they've lost two of the biggest uh, stars in the in the league. Um, so I think they've gone back a little bit. I think Juventus have, well, I mean, just having Allegri coming back, I think will be like a shot in the arm to them. They'll also, of course, have Dybala, who last year had like all sorts of a nightmare. It seems like he's right back into the fold. Um, so hopefully his troubles are behind him. And Atalanta, who knows, they might, might do what they did again. I think really it's like anyone's race this year. We've got like, Five or six clubs that could realistically uh, could realistically win this thing. So 
I think mm. it's going to be an incredibly exciting season. Um, so no, not really. I think I think yes, and no one wants to lose their top stars, but I don't think the league's going to be worse. I think it's going to be fantastic entertainment. Yeah, you're right to highlight the managers that have come in. Actually, um, there are a lot. There's quite a lot of box office kind of talent in there, isn't there? With uh, Sarri back and uh, Mourinho back, it's uh, yeah. We'll talk more about that later, Absolutely. but it's bound to be some interesting narratives. What what do you make of it, Baz? Do you agree with Kenny? I, I agree with uh, most, if not everything, that Kenny mentioned. I think that um, yes, in the form of uh, Donnarumma and Lukaku, the league has lost some genuine superstars and perhaps more so the inter-attacker because he was so uh, crucial to the the whole way the team played and also because um, by all accounts he, he seemed to be dead set on staying in Italy for another year but obviously um, the Chelsea sirens slash uh, money loads uh, really helped him uh, change his mind. I think that as a whole the, the league once again will show that teams play collectively very well and that there's a lot of great football on display. Last year, it was uh, Atalanta and uh, Sassuolo who were at the forefront. And perhaps um, Sassuolo are kind of, we're not sure what's going to happen with them because uh, obviously the Zerbi is left. But uh, I think as a little bit as Kenny mentioned again, it's anyone's league this year. And that to me is a really exciting proposition and will definitely keep um, people logging in or tuning in how, however they consume their football. Uh, as long as one team doesn't run away with it, which fortunately didn't happen until very late last season. Yeah, you've both given very positive answers. So I think we should just uh, give our listeners a taste of um, what we're most excited about this season. So if you want to pick out, like both pick out a player or a team who you're most excited to watch in Serie A this season. For me, the team I'm probably most excited to watch about and to watch this season and it's a little bit of a cliched answer, but it's going to have to be Atalanta because, as Kenny said, th- this season could be anyone's season. And maybe this is finally the year where the, I'm doing air quotes, the small Bergamo club finally uh, jump that final hurdle. And who knows, with um, most of the other clubs in the top 10, besides uh, Milan changing management and a lot of players coming in and out, maybe Atalanta's uh, solidity is uh, going to be uh, their one uh, joker card. With regards to a player, I'm, I'm, I would really like uh, Ossiman to have a phenomenal season. At times last year, he showed uh, some real uh, genuine spark, and he was really fun to watch. But he had um, COVID issues, and he had a few injury issues, and that kind of meant that it was a stop-start season. And perhaps with him on the pitch, that a few more games, they might have made that uh, final Champions League spot that they obviously lost out on on the final day of the season. Yeah, you're being generous to him uh, referring to those issues as just COVID issues. I think we all remember the video of him uh, <laughs> <laughs> throwing around dollar bills in a nightclub when he was supposed to be social distancing. But anyway, it's tradition. It's tradi- <laughs> It's what we do for weddings. <laughs> and uh, Kenny, who who are you most excited for? So I actually have to think about um, players. Although Boaz picked out, um, Boaz picked out Aussie man, obviously, and uh, yes, he did have. Uh, he did have the COVID slash, uh, you know, video uh, incident. But, I mean, he also had troubles with, with injuries as well. Um, so, you know, I, I really, I, it would be great to see him kind of have an extended run. And, and what we did see of him when he was kind of in, in full flight was uh, genuinely really, 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 really exciting. 
Uh, in terms of teams, teams that I'm excited about, I mean, yes, I'm excited to see Milan again. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with um, Giroud up top because I always, always like watching him despite the fact that he played for uh, Arsenal and, and Chelsea for, for so many years. But uh, yeah, Milan, Atalanta, I'm obviously excited to see what Sarri can do with Lazio. But I guess two of the more sort of wild cards for me, uh, I'm genuinely quite excited to see what Juric can do with with Torino. He did an incredible job, as uh, m- most of our listeners will will know, with, with Verona. And I think in Torino, he's going to one of the great historical you know clubs in in Italian football. And if he can work the kind of job there that he, he worked at Verona, it would be fantastic to see Torino back up in the sort of uh, upper echelons of the of the Italian game, uh, in the upper reaches of the, the Italian game, I should say. Uh, the other one, uh, pod favorite, Vinny Italian, uh, Vincenzo Italiano, uh, Fiorentina. Again, uh, he's worked wonders everywhere he's been, really. And uh, you look at that Fiorentina squad, and I think even under Prandelli, uh, Prandelli turned it around last season. But um, even under Prandelli, they didn't really quite live up to their to their potential. So I'm genuinely excited to see what you can get out of that that squad. I mean, when you've got players like you know Castrovilli, if they can keep hold of Vlaovic, they've got uh, Milenkovic at the back. I mean, there, there are some really top top players there. So. Uh, be yeah, be great to see Torino and Fiorentina hopefully uh, climb the table a little bit this season. Yeah, great picks, and we'll be talking about Fiorentina's game of the weekend uh, after this. Should should just add a little caveat for any new listeners. Um, Kenny doesn't just hate Chelsea and Arsenal as an Atalanta fan. <laughs> both uh, both Kenny and I are Tottenham Hotspur supporters, which you would pick up soon if I didn't tell you. So best to just get that one out of the way. Yeah, g- great picks. Uh, I was going. The only one other one I was going to highlight is uh, Sari at Lazio. I think it's going to be just really interesting to see that team under Sari. Perhaps a little bit less direct than they were under Inzaghi. Uh, a bit more possession based. We'll have to see. Um, Sari's teams tend to be quite different anyway. But yeah, just really looking forward to see what he does with those players. So a joy to watch last season. Um, and just to look at it from the other side, who are we most scared for, Boaz? Either a team that m- might face relegation or just seriously underperform, miss out on their, their goals this season? I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what uh, Bologna do. What What is their purpose in life? Um, they just lost a game against Ternana, I believe, in the, in the early rounds of the Coppa Italia, which is kind of unheard of for a Serie A team, particularly as... We've mentioned in past episodes that this, the Coppa Italia is kind of set up in a way so that the top teams are unlikely to lose. The players brought in Arnautovic. He had a decent Euro, but it's not like you're going to build your um, whole team around him. Or at least I don't think so. He might surprise me. There's a lot of young talent there, but um, I, f- I feel that the team hasn't really progressed from last season. And as much as I like Siniza Mihailovic, last season, often they were kind of idealists. And uh, what's your your pick, Kenny? Who are you most fearful for? My picks are to a certain extent the reverse of the the ones that I said as my exciting ones. So Verona, uh, now that Juric has left, Verona under Di Francesco, I I'm a bit worried for Spezia under Tiago Motta, a, a bit worried for that. Tiago Motta seems, by all accounts, like a like a nice guy, but he hasn't had the the best of times. Uh, managing um well uh, Genoa for example um also a little bit worried for Udinese without De Paul um and you know when when 
we knew that DePaul was leaving and also obviously Musso going to Atalanta was a huge blow. But I do have to say, I think they've found a, an excellent replacement for for Musso in Silvestri, which also, I guess, spells a little bit of uh, a little bit of trouble for Verona. Uh, Verona and Spezia, but also I wouldn't be particularly confident or comfortable if I was an Udinese fan. Yeah, um, I just have to add to that as a Spurs fan, as I've just mentioned, uh, that I'm just very scared for Roma um, based, <laughs> based on recent results. I think they Roma fans have got a lot to worry about. And I mean, getting sent off in a preseason friendly was was it before or after four of his, four other players had been dismissed? I'm not sure, but just so there was a mass riot in the game against Betis, and also there was a kind of a slightly smaller riot in the game against Porto, where Jose Mourinho's old mate Pepe went in very late on Mikatarian, and then there was a big argy bargy and. The legend that is Jose Mourinho was seen uh, smiling on the side of the pitch, uh, enjoying the spectacle. So I think regardless of how uh, Roma perform on the pitch, it's going to be a really exciting season for non-Roma fans. And who knows, maybe he can find some of that spark. Yeah, I think Roma, of all the clubs in uh, Serie A, probably needed, needed that sort of nasty streak, to be honest. Yeah, that's what they said about Spurs, and uh, look how it ended up. Anyway, <laughs> let's not dwell on that. Um, but let's talk about Roma's weekend game because Roma Fiorentina is probably the pick of the weekend games. That's the late kickoff on Sunday, um, so definitely be watching that one and reporting back to you next week. What what are the sort of main themes going into this game? Obviously, two new managers. Boaz, who would you? Um, what what are you expecting from their approaches? It's kind of a hard game to predict exactly because um, the, the two managers are new and not only are they new managers, but they're, they bring in completely different styles to their predecessors. If, you, if we have to look at their past body of work, you'd have to imagine that uh, our good friend Vini Italian will uh, choose a, a more attacking formation and kind of, let's call it a more entertaining formation, whereas uh, Mourinho will be more pragmatic particularly as um, they, they recently, they've just played a, a game in Europe and therefore will be slightly t- more tired than their opposition. Oh, yeah. They, we should say that they, um, they won, didn't they? they won, yeah, they won, uh, with, uh, they won 2-1 with an 81st-minute goal from uh, new signing Shomorodov, who is a Uzbek player signed from Genoa with not much uh, fanfare, but uh, him and Tammy Abrams are, are, ex- are expected to lead the line. Anyway, going back to what I said... I expect it to be a really good game and I expect uh, uh, Mourinho to get his uh, team up for it. it it's not going to be pretty from Roma, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, because it's a home game, if they were to go on and win it. Yeah, and we should mention as well that uh, Zaniolo is likely to be yeah back and uh, available for the game, uh, which is an exciting prospect, isn't it, Kenny? Absolutely, yes. And obviously, uh, as many Azzurri fans were, I was absolutely gutted that he missed out on the on the chance to, to play at the, the Euros. Great to have him back. I should probably actually have uh, have flagged him as one of the, the sort of exciting players that I'm looking forward to, to seeing. Hopefully he does get back to where he was before. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not sure that I would say it's not pretty. I mean, I still think... Uh, I still think Roma retain uh, a lot of the sort of uh, they might not have Jaco leading the line, but they they retain a lot of the sort of qualities that they that they had under Fonseca. 
Um, I, I know that they also had failings as well. I guess that's uh, touching on what we mentioned earlier. That's what Mourinho has been brought in to kind of uh, iron out. Uh, I genuinely do not know what to what to expect from this game, though. Like I said, Fiorentina have for the years uh, underperformed, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of the game of the the weekend, really. There's obviously the speculation going around about Vlaovic. Latest days that he's you know they're really kind of pulling out the like Comiso's pulling out all the stops to try and get him to to commit. Um, but certainly you expect he's not going to be, um, well, I, I wouldn't say you expect that he's not going to be fully focused, but you could understand if he wouldn't when uh, you kind of hear about the sort of eye-watering sums that are going around to kind of um, draw him yeah. away. I, I don't know what to expect really from this game. Who's in for Vlavic at the moment? Looks like either City, Spurs, maybe Atletico yeah. also been mentioned, haven't they? Those were the three main ones that seem to kind of keep crop, cropping up. And those yeah. are all Super League clubs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, Roma obviously got have uh, transfer dealings of their own. We've mentioned Tammy Abraham is coming in, and it looks like and it looks like Pedro has left. He's now confirmed with Lazio. Yeah, yeah he didn't move far. <laughs> We were we were speculating um, before it was confirmed whether he was trying to get away from Mourinho, um, <laughs> but uh, led Boaz to posing the question of who we'd rather play for out of Mourinho and Sarri. Did you come to a conclusion on that, Boaz? Who, who do you think you'd prefer to play under? I think the it depends. Are we talking about uh, golden era Mourinho or recent Mourinho? Because uh, I get the feeling that uh, players don't really want to be around Mourinho at the moment, and. I'm I'm really hoping that will change at Roma, but uh, in the past it looked like uh, his uh, players were willing to run through a wall for him. So may- maybe I'd I'd pick Mourinho when he was a, a winning manager, and I'd probably pick uh, Sari nowadays just because his the football he plays is uh, very exciting. Although, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the training is said to be rather yeah. boring. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't very popular with the players at, at Chelsea, if I remember rightly. Yeah, or, or um, at other Juve. than Jorginho or Juve. Yeah, I mean, for that reason, if if I was a player, um, I I think I would I would rather play for Mourinho, as long as you can stay on the right side of him, basically, um, yeah. because otherwise otherwise he has a tendency to kind of hang you out to dry. <laughs> um, yeah, as long as you don't, as you're not in the in the. <laughs> In the role of the the lamb that, that Mourinho throws out to the press yeah. at every club, Luke Shaw, for example, Luke uh, Shaw, Balotelli. Yeah. There's always one. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I would rather play for for Mourinho with, with that caveat. Okay, well, we should do a quick roundup of other transfer business that has been going on. European champion Locatelli confirmed to Juventus. It uh, looks like Florenzi's going to Milan. Deals almost done. Maybe Bakayoko heading that way as well. Any European champion Florenzi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> can't do it for everyone. I guess I could. The Bakayoko deal is—it's uh, not clear yet, but obviously he spent uh, a season at Milan two seasons ago. I'm not really sure he's what the club needs, but uh, managers in Italy seem to like him, so uh, he obviously does something that uh, I haven't noticed yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought uh, Napoli, he, you know, I mean, he had his moments, didn't he? I seem to remember a crazy red card. I couldn't uh, just try to pick it out of my, my head at the moment. I can't remember which game it was. But in general, I think he he, he did pretty well for, for Napoli last season. And I think 
Milan in that sort of central midfield uh, role. If you've got Kessie and Benasser and Tonali, I kind of feel like maybe he kind of brings something that that those three don't have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm going off on one here, but um, I I can see it. I can see that he kind of adds depth. I'm not sure that he would be starting in that Milan side. Yeah, and we should also just briefly mention uh, Serie A newcomers Salernitana have signed both uh, our good friend Simi and uh, Ruggeri from Atalanta. So it'd be interested to see them in action. Also, Catroni to Empoli and uh, European champion Emerson moves from Chelsea to Lyon. Um, that's all in transfer news. We should also mention that uh, Deserbi, who we, we mentioned earlier, has now managing Shakhtar and they managed to win their first Champions League pre-qualifier so maybe at some point guys we'll be covering him in the next section uh, which is keeping up with the Italians what is this section keeping up with the Italians is a section devised and previously presented by Boaz where we keep up with all of the Italians abroad as in all of the Italian teams playing abroad this season we're also gonna keep up with Italian players playing abroad sometimes so it's a bit of a mishmash section, um, but there aren't many teams playing abroad this week, are there, Buzz? But do, do you have um, anything to tell us about Roma's opponents? We briefly mentioned earlier that um, Roma were playing Trabzonspor from the Turkish city of Trabzon, situated on the Black Sea coast of northeast Turkey. An area not only known for its football club, but also for its hazelnuts. And um, <laughs> really, it's important for everyone to know that in uh, according to TripAdvisor, um, in the top uh, 15 um, attractions that Trabzon ha- has to offer, there's a, a shopping center. So um, if, you ever, if you're ever in the area, please go to Forum Trabzon, which is uh, very highly rated, uh, four stars. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it for this section this week. Any yeah, particularly well. big McDonald's there? No. There is no uh, McDonald's, just a bunch of monasteries and um, stuff like that. It's it's obviously not on the par with um, Donetsk, which uh, I think has the biggest McDonald's in Europe or something. The third biggest McDonald's in Europe. Okay. We'll be um, bringing you more facts like that. Yeah, well, you never know. If they best Roma, maybe uh, I'll get to visit it when Spurs play them in the um, European Conference League. Considering Roma won uh, 2-1 away today, it looks like... Uh, this dream of yours is not going to happen. And, oh, I'll have um, to s- settle for the Colosseum instead. But it, wa- it was mentioned by Mourinho that this was a bit of a, almost like a Champions League tie since both clubs have featured in the Europe's premier competition in the past and suddenly find themselves in this new uh, cup, which uh, I'm not sure how we feel about it, but it feels a bit Mickey Mouse to me. Um, well, I can report that none of the Italians that I'm monitoring at Spurs actually played at the weekend, but we'll be keeping an eye on them as and when they they make their way into the squad. And that's all for keeping up with the Italians. Let's uh, just have a few quick honourable and dishonourable mentions. I'd like to first just give an honourable to Prandelli. It's his birthday. Happy birthday. Um, For more information about his career, please see our episode with Richard Hughes from last season, Mm -hmm. previously managed by the great man. And uh, Kenny, you wanted to give an honourable to Inter. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, this was one of the worst-kept secrets in Italian football that Edin Dzeko was uh, signing for, for Inter. Uh, I think everyone knew that it was a, a done deal, but nonetheless, uh, Inter signed him and 90 minutes later put him in their starting eleven before they had even bothered <laughs> announcing that they uh, had signed him. So, 
that was, uh, I guess, official confirmation by appearing on, on the team sheet. Uh, so yeah, I'm giving them an honorable for it. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was an honorable or a dishonorable, but I, I just think it's uh, audacious. Think it's and, and also, uh, I think that's like extremely speedy admin work. I think yeah. somebody in Inter's like, uh, head office deserves an honorable. I'm not sure who it is. Absolutely. I, I do like the fact that they then proceeded to make the announcement, I think, after the game on Twitter, as if it was a big shock to everyone. <laughs> And uh, another announcement gets an honourable this week, Buzz. This time, a Napoli announcement. Yeah. Justice, courage, kindness, respect, sincerity, honour, loyalty. These are the seven virtues of, all, of a warrior. And we are ready to celebrate all of them. This is how Napoli announced their <laughs> Emporio Armani shirt, which is actually quite nice. And I kind of like the fact that they haven't gone for one of the big manufacturers, one of the big, big companies. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's slightly pompous, maybe a little bit too serious, <laughs> but a nice shirt. I heard, I, I read this on Twitter, I think. I, I can't remember exactly who it was that was saying it, but apparently the chairman didn't want to negotiate with like Nike or Adidas because he said they took too long and he managed to sort this out in one day on the phone. Oh, so, really? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I don't know if that's true. Probably just spreading misinformation, but made me laugh. I do remember De Laurentiis claiming that he was uh, he was just going to set up the production himself. Just set up a sportswear yeah. empire overnight. But evidently <laughs> yeah. he decided against that. He, he knew someone at Armani that could sort it out for him quicker. Anyway, I just wanted to give an honourable to the Inter goalkeeper, Gabriel Bratzial. Um He's ruptured the ligament, so uh, all the best to him. Hopefully he recovers soon. Also because that's going to be the only mention he ever gets on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, most, <laughs> most likely, unfortunately true. But a man who's had many mentions on this podcast is up next, Kenny. Yeah, this is my monthly uh, honourable mention for Goran Pandev. We've been away for a, for a month and I think I gave one in the last episode. So um, yeah, for Goran Pandev, for, for agreeing to, to continue for, for another season, at uh, at Genoa, and uh, he's I, I've read he's he's had 473 Serie A appearances so far. So hopefully he makes it 500, and then he can get another honourable mention for that. But I'm sure he'll have plenty more in the, within that period. I mean, if he doesn't, you'll just give him an honourable for retiring. So I'm, he's going to get at least one more. Anyway, Boaz, you've got another honourable for us. I've got an honourable for um, uh, Firewire Antonio Cassano who um, can't seem to keep his mouth shut since he's retired. And he recently claimed on Bobo TV, which is Christian Vieri's uh, Twitch channel, that uh, while he was on holiday in Formentero with his family, he bumped into Euro winner Jorginho, European champion Jorginho. And uh, apparently he took him aside and he said, listen, Georgie, you know, you and I both know that if you win the Ballon d'Or over Messi, it would be a huge scandal. And according to him, Jorginho completely agreed with him. But uh, I, I'm not sure about this story. It sounds it sounds a bit far fetched. <laughs> He's always good quality though. Yeah, they had like a kick around on the beach or something. You could just assess him firsthand. But it's it's just the it's just the fact that Cassano's just sitting there on the beach and suddenly he turns around and the first thing he says to this guy is, "Hey, it will be a scandal <laughs> if you take the Ballon d'Or. What's wrong with you, man?" But, uh, yeah, win friends and influence people. Yeah, well, we've got that down as our last honorable. Maybe it should be a dishonorable. Um, yeah, it's honorable for Jorginho for putting up with this stuff <laughs> and it's yeah. honorable for Cassano. Fair enough. Um, this next one is almost definitely a dishonorable though, Kenny. What's the latest on the uh, Gasp Gomez spat? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a dishonorable. The only, uh, you know, lack of certainty is who is it, uh, who are we going to attribute it to? But for me, it's all parties involved. Um, Gomez, I think, probably just about clinches it, the, the dishonorable mention for this, for just because he's, he's the one who seems to have dragged it up again. Um, but uh, obviously left Atalanta under acrimonious circumstances halfway through the season, went to Sevilla. And to me, he should be looking to, to just kind of put that in the past, but he obviously won't let it won't let it go and came out and basically said that he kind of admitted that he openly and flagrantly ignored his coach's instructions in a game and then said that he, he was accepting of the fact that he vocally ignored the instructions uh, because he was told to play in the right wing and he was like, actually, I'm playing quite well on the left, so I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> um, but then in the changing rooms, he claimed that uh, Gasparini then actually physically assaulted him or attempted to physically assault him. There's been a ding-dong in the press. Uh, Gasparini or the club have said, this is not true. Uh, Gomez has come out and said, oh, the president is you know, too too scared. And I don't know why Gasparini is lying about this when there were 50 witnesses. And it's just like, guys, come on, we're on the verge of a new season. Gomez has got the wonderful new teammate, Eric Lamella, I believe, uh, alongside him. Let's yeah. Let's look forward with positivity rather than South American champion team. Gomez as well. So South he's, American he's, champion. He's got other. He should have other things on. Exactly. His own. I mean, I, I don't understand it. Um, but it's not a good look for for any of them, to be honest. On the verge of a new season as well. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, and uh, we should just finish with a dishonorable for Cristiano Ronaldo's weird Instagram post. I'm sure most people have seen it by now. Um, it was reported as he's staying at Juventus in some outlets. The post didn't really say that. It, it was just a very vague, non-committal, very long, rambling uh, tirade against people speculating and saying that he was focused on his football. So I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> How many times was you were Juventus mentioned in this post? I'm guessing zero. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think Juventus were mentioned at all. It was interesting timing, though, because it kind of coincided with Ancelotti saying, I've got a lot of respect for Cristiano Ronaldo, but I have absolutely no plans to sign him. We look to the future. And then I think a day later, this post came out. So, Wasn't one of his mates on Italian TV saying he's going to Real Madrid or something like that? Yeah, well, those were the, the rumours. that that That's where that. it started. Okay. And it seemed to come hot off the heels of Ancelotti rubbishing those rumours. Anyway, obviously, it'd be nice for if Ronaldo stayed in the league, but um, I don't care enough to check up on his instagram so it's, it's a dishonorable for him it, it wouldn't be a scudetto episode if we didn't mention the the greatest player to ever breathe air yeah uh, and we talked about messi earlier. you know messi yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, and in fact maybe we should give a dishonorable to messi because he didn't go to napoli oh um, yeah absolutely the How messi to napoli that? campaign has unfortunately failed so that's a dishonorable to us and also our friends and uh napoli supporters across the globe to, to napoli supporters <laughs> yeah seems a fa- bit harsh <laughs> yeah for, for failing in their campaign to bring messi to their i just think, yeah. don't think they joined the campaign that was the problem <laughs> we need they, just didn't ha- they didn't follow our hashtag dishonorable for not following the campaign exactly yeah. Anyway, that definitely is all we've got time for this week. Um, If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you get your audio. We'll speak to you again next week. Until then, enjoy the football.
Pucca che sta decretando lo scudetto del Milan in questo preciso istante. Finita! La Juventus è campione d'Italia, questa data, il 6 maggio. Tutto il tempo la Roma è campione d'Italia per la stagione 2000-2001. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 